Welcome to the Straight Out of Home Video Podcast, part of the Geeky Waffle Network. This week's episode is The Lion King One and a Half. I'm Candace, and with me is Brie. Hello. The Timon to my Pumbaa, or Pumbaa to my Timon. And <laughs> we're really excited to have the hosts of the Imagineers Disney Podcast, Matt and Susie. Hey, guys. Hi. Hello. Thanks for having us. I'm really excited you guys picked this movie because I'm just going to be honest right off the bat. This is my favorite direct-to-home Disney movie. <laughs> I am so glad to hear that. Well, thank I God. am too. <laughs> thank God. The, watching this, I was like, this holds up. I was right as a child to like this. Yeah. <laughs> I never saw it. This is <gasps> my first time watching it. Oh, my gosh. What yeah. were your opinions of it then as, as an adult? Because it definitely has some... <laughs> Has a has a good. We'll get to that. I feel like it has a good mixture of adult <laughs> things and then children jokes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I don't know why I never watched it um, as a kid, and I was I was we like, oh, I'm, well, that's true. But I mean, I still go to Disney movies now. Yeah. So I don't. I, I just don't remember know this one. I actually bought on DVD, so that just told Ooh. you like what era it was because everything else is on VHS. <sighs> <laughs> general rule of thumb for disney sequels most of the time they're not great no this one though <laughs> yeah stands out i i actually love this um yeah. it had been a long time since i had watched it so i i rewatched it just to kind of get reacquainted with everything and i had a great time i laughed out loud many many times me too yeah okay so what i do every episode is i get brie to try to give a short summary of, like, what Sometimes thing. it doesn't work. Yeah. Sometimes <laughs> it just, like, it's, like, ten minutes later, and I'm like, I gotta cut you off. So, Brie, what is Lion King 1 and a half, a.k.a. Lion King 3, Hakuna Matata, about? Mm-hmm. Um, well, Lion King 1 and a half is basically the Mystery Science 3000 yes! version of Timon and Pumbaa <laughs> telling their side of the story. Um, well, mainly Timon's story. (laughs) Damon likes to take over some. Um, So it's basically their journey compared with what we know about the Lion King. So You can't see me right now, but like I'm fist pumping in the air because (laughs) those are the exact words that I would use to describe this. I'm so glad. (laughs) Disney Mystery Science Theater 3000. Yeah, I was like, when they started I was like, oh, I see what you did there. (laughs) Alright. Which makes me happy. Confirmed by the screenwriter that that was atten- intentional. And oh, also, it, it was inspired by Rosencrantz and Guildenstern are Dead, which is a play from the 60s or 70s, which is about the two supporting characters yeah. in Hamlet. Mm-hmm. Which King. is Hamlet, Lion King, yeah. Yes, exactly. Wow. And that's like my favorite inspired by play. Wow, that, that's a lot of layers to peel back on Lion King <laughs> one and a half, which is almost 80 minutes of fart jokes. But. <laughs> That's no, deep. Yeah. It's it's deep. It's honestly like you can tell like they put some effort into this. Not yeah. that the other sequels are, but you have to remember the other sequel that came out before this was Hunchback Notre Dame 2. Mm. Oh. Yeah. And we do not talk about that one <laughs> until we do that episode. Oh no. And it will be painful. <laughs> Nobody has has to do that one. I wonder why. <laughs> I wonder. Hmm. <sighs> This one's like way more fun than, and I feel like most of the other sequels in general, which try to do 
I don't know. They they try to like correct the sins of the first movie. I feel mm-hmm. sometimes, um, or or something. I mean, my least favorite sequel movie though of all time because it just makes me mad that it even happened. Well, both of them, but um, I just cannot stand Pocahontas two. Yeah, I knew you were going to say that one because I was thinking it too. That's pretty bad. As a child, even though I know, like, it's well realistic as a Disney Disney fied. We don't. It's not time for historical accuracy. Accuracy. Yeah. (laughs) But yeah, no. This one is definitely fun. Like, uh, like like, from the the beginning. Yeah. Yeah. Especially like seeing. Like, that it was kind of, like, had that motif of, like, oh, you're going to kind of poke fun at yourself, even. Yes. Which I love. Yes. Yeah, we we love anything that doesn't take itself too seriously. Um, and Disney, I mean, even the first Lion King makes fun of Disney. Like, it has yeah. the, it's a small world mm-hmm. line that Zazu sings. So the fact that <laughs> yeah. that there's an element of, of the animation studio that recognizes like what they are and understands that like, if you can't laugh at yourself, then there's no purpose in doing what you're doing. It's just brilliant. And this movie is full of, you know, so many references, uh, mm-hmm. especially like m- maybe that you've missed if you watched it at a younger age. Yeah. I think you can appreciate it more as an adult to be like, Oh, okay. I see what they did there. Yeah, it's nice. Um, also, the animation really holds up as well. Right. It does. It's one of the better ones that we've seen because Return of the Jafar will still stick out of my mind. <laughs> um, forever not in a good way. <laughs> Piggyback off of the animation because it jumps back and forth between like actual clips from yeah. the yeah. Lion King, but seamlessly. Like it's very, I mean, you know what's what because like who doesn't have Lion King memorized at this point in their life? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's like, you, you know, it, it fits in, it doesn't so, so much stand out, but also helps that you have the, like so many original, um, cast members or, you know, voice cast come back, um, uh, for, for this one, like they had for Lion King too. Yeah. They're all back except Zazu. Yeah. I know. Unfortunately, I will still be he, bitter. It was <laughs> contract obligations with Johnny English and Love mm. Actually, so... That's why he wasn't there. And it was funny that they just like, you see Mufasa, but he does not have any lines. And I'm like, oh, you guys didn't have James Earl Jones money, did you? No, no, they didn't. No. No, that, that's, a, that's money. They <laughs> had uh, Jerry Stiller money. So Yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, and then the voice of his mother is Julie Kavner. Yes. Who is the voice of Marge from, from The Simpsons. Simpsons. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you know she isn't cheap because she makes bank with The Simpsons. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah, those are some heavy hitters. I mean, that's probably two for the price of one James Earl Jones right there. That's true. Jerry Stiller had some really great lines. He says that we're grass intolerant. Yeah. And he, he says, meerkats, it's what's for dinner. And I don't know why he thought that was hilarious. Yeah, there's a lot of funny lines. Lots of sarcasm, which fits the characters really well. I feel like this movie did not divert from the characters' personalities in any way just to try to, like, for the sake of a movie. Um, But it also helps that it weaves in without original movie so well. Um, Yeah, sarcasm, though. I just love it. I love Timon's, like, just absolute sass, like, throughout the whole thing. Oh, I know. And Nathan Lane, I mean, he's mm-hmm. iconic as Timon. Yeah. Yeah. The best. Yeah. The only thing is, 
I will have to say, because, like, re-watching it now, right, and I don't know if anyone else has these thoughts, um, I thought from the original movie that they must have been in that paradise area for a little longer. I had the exact same thought. Okay. I, did t- I did, too. Okay. But then it makes you, how long was Simba wandering in the desert for? I don't like, know. Five how minutes. How did he make yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, That's they just what I, thought. I almost because like seeing the stampede, I was like, "Oh, we're going here!" Like they're there, um, and I, I was almost like, I, I feel like I could have done without that part, yeah. and maybe seeing their journey a little more of getting like into paradise. But Brody, you just didn't want that scar to, well, pun not attended, to be <laughs> come back. That hurt from the childhood that seeing Mufasa died. You, didn't want to be reminded of that, right? Well, I guess, but also logically, it didn't make sense how they could be there and get to paradise faster than Simba has and act like they own the place. You know, yeah, like, I mean? like they like, took a shortcut. Yeah, I mean, Timon acts like he owns everything. Though. <laughs> I mean, yes, that that's very <laughs> true. Like, yes, it's true. Yeah, for but, sure. Uh, with with the original Lion King, you feel like they have established themselves yes. as living there for a long period of time. Right. And for even sure. the live action, uh, where they know all the, I don't know if we're allowed to talk about live action. I don't know how people feel about the live action. Uh, but it's okay. Yes, go ahead. It's okay. I know. I saw it. I don't remember it. <laughs> well, lucky you. <laughs> Unfortunately, I remember it. <laughs> but in that yeah, movie, they-, they have friendships like with more animals in the paradise area. So it definitely... Even yeah, that, but I also yeah. don't feel like John Favreau was like, "Let me get really deep into the Lion King canon lore." Right? <laughs> watch Lion King one but and it, a half. But it feels lived in for them, you know. Yeah. Like even in the the animated original movie, it feels lived in. And this, it makes you go, "Oh, well, it wasn't really lived in, was it?" Yeah, it. I think it has suffered from. Okay, we have to connect these dots. How mm-hmm. fast can we do this? Yeah. Oh, another thing is during the entire. Film, like Rafiki appears kind of as like Timon's mentor yet in the first Lion King Rafiki says what happens to Simba Timon goes like who's the monkey yes but That's Timon again could be very oblivious and think all monkeys look alike <laughs> so Timon is racist he thought Simba was going to eat him right away and he still thought Nala was going to well, his prejudice. I mean I mean, he has... Lions he has, are kind of a fair point, i Oh, can we talk about how, like, they straight up say, like, he's like, oh, we had our hardest challenge yet, parenthood. And then, like, they straight up raise that. <laughs> oh, they were the okay. first gay dads. <laughs> that whole sequence, though, is just hilarious. I, that's when I did a lot of my... I don't have children, but, like, everyone knows to, like, yeah. I gotta go to the bathroom. And then you get... Like, I felt like it is with my dog. I'm like, if you get a drink now, I'm gonna be up in two hours. I'm gonna take you out again. Um, I just thought that was a nice little thing that... Of course, like, everyone gets it, but, like, the older you get, you're, like, more relatable to it. Yeah. And the whole thing, he's like, oh, that time he has a nightmare and he just wants to sleep next to him. I'm like, oh, I, that was I'm cute. Like, I literally went all out loud. <laughs> I was like, oh, I'm feeling good. <laughs> well, also, like, when he was, like, Simba, like, moved his hand, or paw, paw, that, that's more accurate. Paw at one point, <laughs> and, like, Timon was searching for it and, like, brought it back up as a blanket. I was like, oh, <laughs> that's adorable. Oh, so sweet. Yeah. Oh, something else I didn't get was the sunrise, sunset. Oh my gosh. Okay. So, yeah. Someone would bring it up. I'm glad. I'm glad someone brought it up. Uh, I'm I'm a big theater person. I'm a theater nerd. 
And so, yeah, at Fiddler on the Fiddler on the Roof is one of my favorite musicals. And so when they broke, you know, and it's not just a little snippet. They like sing <laughs> like an entire <laughs> verse and chorus. I did not get that joke when I, I was little and saw it. Absolutely not. I was just like, okay, this is weird. Like, however, this is my king. <laughs> I was like, yeah, it doesn't go with the rest of the song. <laughs> but yeah, now as an adult who has seen the play and the movie. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, it's oh perfect. Well, there's a lot of fourth wall. I mean, obviously, with the fact that they're watching themselves on a movie, but yeah. it's just yeah. like constant fourth wall breaking. Um, and it's the they do a lot of that, though, I feel like in the 90s, early 2000s animated movies, there's always like that character that's a little bit more self-aware. Um, yeah. Like, you know, in Aladdin, Genie makes obviously a lot of references mm-hmm. to other movies or famous actors and, and things. Um I just, I don't know. I love it. It just, why not? Like the animators were like, ah, sure. What could happen? Well, I loved when during the stampede moment where I, it cuts to that infomercial. Like I, (laughs) I lost it there. Not going to lie. I was like, this is, this is great. Like you guys were talking like, oh, the timeline doesn't match up. But I love that they were like part of all those songs, including like be prepared and like, River dance, river the river dance. dance. Oh, yeah. for sure, yeah. <laughs> and then I can't wait to be king. He's like, oh, perfect. We moved to the theater district. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Now, how did you guys feel about the original? I think it was just one original song that was called back to a few times. Oh, the dig okay. dig a tunnel, the digging yeah. one. <laughs> I'm, I'm not a huge fan. No, no. Did, did you guys um in my head for a week though? I will <laughs> say that. Well, the pop song that played afterwards, that was a great rendition of the digging song. It was better than the one in the actual movie. Everything's better than the one in the actual movie. I I didn't like both of them. I, I am was, glad oof. they did Hakuna Matata again. Yeah. And I was like, Hakuna Matata. I was like singing along. I was like, yes. my one of my other favorite scenes was when they're tr- when Timon's trying to remember the phrase Hakuna Matata, and um, Pumba just keeps putting like the food dishes out, and everything like rhymes with Hakuna Matata. It's like blue enchilada and like all these like, really, really weird. I mean, they're all bugs, so it doesn't make any sense. But I'm just like now again, like as an adult, like I know what that is. I know what that is. Like it's funnier. It just doesn't sound like gibberish, you know, as a kid, right? <laughs> and while we're on Pumba, I think. You know, uh, Pumbaa being the cause, the reason why all of the animals bowed down at Simba's... Oh my gosh, I was thinking the same thing. Yes. What do we call that? Christening? Is that his, yeah, is that his it's christening? Like, it's like his coronation. Coronation, there you go. Rafiki holding him out to the other animals. <laughs> his birth announcement? Yeah. It's like... Yeah. <laughs> Look at him. The air? He will eat you one the, day. Of the pointy rock? <laughs> he will eat you one day. <laughs> I don't know. I personally don't. I mean, it's it's funny because it's that behind the scenes thing. But there was also a part of me that's like, you guys better respect Simba. I know, right? Like, (laughs) better kneel. It's like, oh, the rhinos ain't kneeling. I guess I better kneel. It's like, oh, all right. You weren't going to kneel before. I love those little tidbits where it's like all connected like that. Like, Like, can you you feel the love tonight? Oh my gosh. They were just trying to sabotage it. It's oh, so I love funny. that part. They cut back and forth to the like um, the spy music. Great, yeah. the timing, the timing during that sequence is just so good. 
Apparently, Timon and Pumbaa were supposed to sing Can You Feel the Love Tonight originally, and Elton John heard about it. And he's like, you can't do that to this beautiful love song I wrote. Oh, yeah. That's so funny. I liked how they used, like, the music cues, like, when Timon's mom is talking to him and saying, all the light touches, you hear that same music that Mufasa (laughs) uses. Oh, I know. Everything the light touches belongs to someone else. I know that was so funny. I was like, oh, this is where this movie is. Okay. It's for the fans. Sure. We Mm -hmm. all know those music cues. We Mm -hmm. all know those inside jokes. Mm -hmm. If you aren't familiar with The Lion King, I don't think you would understand what's happening. (laughs) Well, why would you watch this one before The Lion King? I'm just saying that it's like, I think even if you've just seen Lion King once, like years Mm -hmm. ago, maybe in like 1994, like when it came out. You yeah. would not like know it, but like as people who grew up with it, I like I have it memorized practically. Well, Same. it's uh, I, Matt and I have multiple times claimed it as our favorite Disney movie. I claim it as my favorite movie, Lion King, as my all-time favorite movie because it was my first favorite movie, and it's very hard to choose a favorite movie because I there's so many different genres and. Mm-hmm. Um, franchises that I like, so I'm like, I'm just gonna stick with my original. I mean, <laughs> and, it's, and it's the Disney Renaissance so for a reason, so. Yeah. That's true. I Yeah, I mean, this was a really fun, it was fun. You know, I had fun watching it, which I think is the whole point. I just, the the first 15 minutes still to me are just so tedious. There there are good moments with the meerkats, but sometimes I'm like, I just, I just love watching <laughs> I do love watching the meerkats at like Bush Gardens or something. Yeah. And so like all the little head movements, the tweaking out, I was like, that's yeah. hilarious because I think I would be a nervous wreck if I was just on like watch for like <laughs> predators that could eat me. I feel like that's something we were talking about a little bit when we were doing our Lion King 2 was like, well, what about all these other creatures who are just like, well, he's our king, but they're going to probably eat us. <laughs> Man, so I was so mad someone took that one. I love Lion King too. <laughs> it is such a guilty pleasure. It, Lion King one and a half is probably better. Like Lion King two is not great, but I just love it so. It's much. a good. I, it's it's still a good movie. The music is so good. It's not as good, but um, I uh, still think this one's better. I don't know. It is. This I is think my, it is too. It's my favorite. Okay, speaking of which, on Rotten Tomatoes, this has been scored. What do you think the percentage is? I can't answer because I saw. Oh, I was okay. trying to get. I was trying to get some like for being honest. some more like details and doing my you know being prepared as a um, professional. I don't so. know, like fifty five percent maybe. I didn't. I didn't see it, but I'm. I'm gonna guess like sixty three. God, you guys are mean. It's seventy eight. Is it really? Oh, well, no. I was, I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad. I was being cautious of other people. I that was shocked. Okay. It was so high. Just it, it's good, but you just never. You never know how those types of things are going to go. And like y'all have said, it's a very fan service heavy movie. And those tend to not do as well. Yeah, it's true. But it's the Lion King, though. I feel like if you've <laughs> seen Lion King, you're a fan. Ah, yeah. this is true. That no is one can watch that movie and not be a fan. So yeah, just a few yeah. quotes from the reviews. It says, a clever retelling of a classic tale from a skewed point of view of supporting characters. And then another one says, it is creative, and that alone is enough to rocket it to the top of the Disney sequel heap. I agree with that one. That is fair. 
And this may be known as a gold standard for straight-to-video cartoon releases. Love it. Yeah. Even though this, I don't think this has, like, ever been done again. Like, this type of... uh, well, I don't think so on in movie format, but I know there is an attraction that Matt loves. Oh dear! Recently, I... come to World Showcase. Oh no! In the beautiful country of France. Oh no! <laughs> that is a retelling of Beauty and the Beast. Nope. Where they <laughs> try to make it all look like LeFou is the. Uh, Howard, Howard Ashman is wait. rolling in his grave. Oh, you guys! It's, wait, wait, no, it's so bad. Wait, Lafu is the puppet master. Yes. Well, he, yeah. Yes, he what? is the reason that Bell and Beast fall in love. It's what? all his doing. It's the you know, dumbest the guy thing. His name is literally the fool. Yes. No, I, I'm just not computing this. So they made a new um, where they do those like. The France, the 360 thing for you. Okay. They did a Beauty and the Beast sing-along. But I did not know there was a retelling with that. Oh, my. I don't think it'll be there for too long. For no, too much longer. I'm not. I'd have to check to see what the uh, viewer ratings are, the exit polls <laughs> coming out of that. <laughs> but most everyone that I have talked to uh, or I've seen that has gone to it and just despised it. Like, it's just Oof. not good. Well, because if you're going to do a story like that, it has, has to fit in with the, the integrity of the original story can't be changed. I mean, there's a few inconsistencies, and I think we've pointed them out and have been fair to Lion King one and a half. But LeFou, that, I mean, that just changes the entire perception of the first movie and not in a good way, yeah, you know? Very left-field. I mean... Because in the original movie, already, like, Lumiere, Cogsworth, Mrs. Pot were trying to get the two together anyway. Exactly. And they're the good guys. Yeah. Oh, I was thinking, well, the way I see, like, the Little Mermaid ride is it's from Scuttle's point of view. So it's like a Cliff Notes version because he begins it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It opens up with him, like, telling everyone the story. Yeah. So because we only see snippets, it's like what he's told or what he sees because all of a sudden it's like kiss the girl to Ursula's dead to happily <laughs> yeah. ever after. And I'm like, that's how Scuttle will tell a story. Yeah. That's true. And he, that still fits in with the character, though. That's still his, like, Scuttle, scatter-minded perception. Exactly. And yeah, really, if anyone is a good storyteller, it's Timon. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and, and there's some great moments with him, and I, I know we've talked about like, a lot of the lines, but, like, one of my favorite ones, Shinzi Marie, Predatora, Valdetta, Jacqueline, Hyena. Yes! I was like, oh, dang. She could eat you, Timon. That's what he wanted. They, oh. they, they need a whole separate backstory to tell me how this man knows her full name. Like, what is this complex history that we did not get in Lion King one and a half? I'm sure there's like a weird corner of the internet <laughs> Well, they, they were the ones to try to, to eat them before, right? Yeah. Yeah, the, the same hyenas are the ones who attacked the meerkat um, yeah. village thingy. So maybe they've just been attacking that same village and doing a horrible job at attacking them because it doesn't seem like anyone has died. Although I I did think it was going to go to a dark place with Uncle Max at first. Uh, Uncle yeah. Max, though, gets dark. 
Well, I, when I was starting to like, I watch with the subtitles, and <laughs> when it cuts down to them in in the little digging hole thing, it and and Uncle Max is caught by the hyenas. It says chewing on it. And I was like, oh, oh dear, oh, no. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Yeah, and I was like, well, that's it for Uncle Max. <laughs> oh no. Okay, another sound thing. Um, during their Timon and Simba doing the slug slurping. Oh, oh no. It, uh, I forgot about that for good reason. I, I had my headphones on, so <laughs> it was like left, right, left, right, slurp, slurp. And I was like, oh. Oh, it made me sick. Like, it just made me. I couldn't even look at it anymore. I'm also, so it was like doing shots at a bar. <laughs> I was like, okay, this is odd. Slug yeah. so, shots. Never going to get a sound out of my head. I did like seeing, though, during that part, like teenage Simba. Like, yes. Get a little bit more of like how long they've been together and like how they, you know, all, all vibe as friends living out there. Yeah, that was nice to see. Guys. I just found out the director of this directed Pocahontas 2. No. What? The Hunchback of Notre Dame 2. No. Oh my god, Bree, he directed Well, one out of he three. Directed, he directed three of the Tinkerbell movies. I'm scared. <laughs> We're going to eventually have to watch all those. <laughs> I mean, oh this god. one was good. How did. <sighs> he must have had a different team. It's, it's all somewhere. about the writing. It's yeah. all, it is all about, about the writing. The writing. It really is. People forget that. And um, it shouldn't be forgotten. Oh, oh buddy. Um, um, yeah, that's a great ratio. But some of the... I cannot remember. I shouldn't have even started talking. But the, the director of a Goofy movie did something else. Oh, um, Enchanted. Huh. Oh, wow. So, like, some of these guys have, like, weird, like, random connections to... Um, to other things. Wait, so. like the original A Goofy Movie? Yeah. Because that one was so good, though. Oh, it's so great. Oh, yeah. One of my favorite movies. Don't like the sequel too much. No, because oh, yeah. anything that, that doesn't have um, Max and Roxanne I mean, I how can you write Max, uh, uh, Roxanne out of the story? I just don't, I don't get it. We, we, we just recorded that episode, and it was like, it was so 90s. I think it was like the X Games and they had it was. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, X yep. Games. They had the uh, product placement everywhere. Did you guys notice like I think Pumbaa went to the restroom and then he goes to get popcorn. And to moment I was like, what is he singing? He's singing a small, small world. world. Yep. <laughs> Another though, we have to talk about it cuz I Matt and I were um, discussing a little bit earlier today like just our our general thoughts and I know he got like really deep into this, but that sequence at the end with the other Disney characters, just speaking of callbacks to other Disney oh films, God. is so, so good. I wrote them all down. <laughs> yeah, so at the end, Timon's mother, Simba, a bunch of other characters are like, oh, you're telling the story. You can <laughs> tell it again. Rafiki literally says, any story worth telling is worth telling twice. And then, please, Matt, tell us which characters. <laughs> <laughs> yes. All right. So, yeah, it, you, you start off with Simba and Rafiki, and then... Mickey shows up, and then Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs, uh, Genie, Aladdin, Jasmine, Lady and the Tramp, the Hippo from Fantasia, <laughs> Belle, Beast, Mrs. Potts, Chip, Donald, 
Goofy, uh, the Mad Hatter, the March Hare, Stitch, Mulan, Quasimodo, the Gargoyles, Peter Pan, Tinkerbell, the Lost Boys, Baloo, Mowgli, uh, Flora, Fauna, and Merryweather, Brer Bear, Dumbo, and I don't, I think it's Turk from Tarzan, but I'm not sure. That's I think the, it was. That's the only one I couldn't. Yeah, I think it was Turk. Just the side profile looked a little little off, but yeah, like pr- pretty much any big Disney character of uh, the previous like eight years, ten years so is in that theater. That's kind of great. Plus all the classics. And there's 20 hidden Mickeys throughout the whole <gasps> film. Really? really? I don't yeah. think I knew that. Crap, I wish I knew that before. Well, I would have tried it now. Any uh, word, story worth telling is worth telling twice. That's I true. Just, uh, I just hope there's no hidden Mickeys during Dig a Tunnel because I don't know if I could survive that again so soon. Susie, we just need to do a Friday night uh, watch watch party. No. Just- so our show, um, we do Friday night movies, uh, virtual watch, and we all chat in Discord. Fun. Uh, so we have a Discord channel. We have people from all over the place. I mean, it's no secret the world is a little chaotic right now. And so we've been trying to you know find... Not all big classic Disney movies, you know, give a little variety and things that people may haven't seen in a while. Um, this one, I, I would have a lot of fun. I think I'm so glad we got to come on and talk to you guys about it because I'm like, yes, this movie needs more discussion for sure. It really doesn't get talked a lot about because I feel like since I haven't even seen it before, it must not have been... On anyone's like, oh, hey, let's uh, put on this Disney movie. Because sometimes, you know, I like to throw in, like, Emperor's New Groove or, you know, something yeah. just fun. And, um, I mean, yeah. and, and compared to some of the other movies that Disney released as feature-length films, I mean, I would put this over Dinosaur or... Whoa! Yes. Treasure Planet. What? Oh. Oh. The oh fighting gosh. words. I can't argue on someone else's show. This is embarrassing. <laughs> this, this is fine. <laughs> Go look at the Rotten Tomato scores of those movies, and then. Uh, but look at the Rotten Tomato score for the Rise of Skywalker, and then compare it to the Last Jedi. Like they're not always right. It's true. Okay, wait. Those are more fighting words. <laughs> oh no! I love. I oh wait. I'm thinking fan score. Oh, okay, I was about to say, critics like, were right. No, I love the Last Jedi, you guys. Yeah, Last Jedi was far superior. I was like, <laughs> but sometimes the critics don't get it right. Sometimes, sometimes they don't, don't, don't get it right, like Matt. Apparently. Oh wow! Okay, okay. <laughs> I'm just gonna look up Treasure Planet on Rotten Tomatoes real quick. Treasure, do. Treasure Planet is a movie that I feel that in Atlantis would oh. be more appreciated. Yeah. That's where they need yes. to do a live action. That oh, is where yes. they can do all types of really cool stuff. I, mm-hmm. I really, I don't know if I want to see another princess live action movie. I don't know if I want to either. I'm like, yeah, oh, Atlantis was so good. And so is Treasure Planet. They're, they're two of the most underrated Disney films. Treasure I Planet, I think, was a 68 or 69 on Rotten Tomatoes. But that's so pretty good. That's not bad. Now, now, that's not now, a musical animated movie. Now, Brother Bear... I have not seen that one. Thirty-seven percent. No, that sounds oh, we about have to right. Do Brother Bear too. Why did he get a sequel? Yeah, 
I don't know, you guys. I, I, when I watched Brother Bear, I kind of liked it, but now I don't remember anything about it. So I kind of liked it, but maybe I shouldn't have. Well, King Phoenix plays an indigenous man. <sighs> but mostly he's a bear. <laughs> he gets turned into a bear. Um, all, all POC people get turned into something in Disney. <laughs> Let's I know. It's no animation, too. It's like that Pigeon Will Smith movie recently. Yeah. What although, although in Atlantis, it's very diverse. Atlantis, Atlantis is a great movie. Yeah, it's yeah. so good. It would be great visually, live action. Oh, I would be so excited to see that. I'd be really excited to see that. Do you think they're going to... Do you think John Favreau is going to do Lion King one and a half live action? Or <laughs> quote-unquote live action since it's all CGI? I mean, if you see the behind-the-scenes making of the Mandalorian on Disney+, Plus, you see that they've got, like, this technology down. I feel like, why not? Like, it can't take that long. <laughs> do I I'm want to see that- Timon not played by Nathan Lane, though? For a whole No. no. I mean, I, it was already hard enough. I know. With the other one. And I like Billy Eichner. It's just not. Yeah, I, I think he did a good job. It's just not the same. Yeah, the know. only part I do remember, and I do remember I laughed at, was when they said be our guest in the live action. But that was Oh, that was so yeah. good, though. <laughs> I was like, you are not my Timon. You're not my <laughs> real Pumbaa. <laughs> uh, it's just, not my it's just, it was just pretty. It was. I think if this if that movie had come out 18 months sooner, I think it would have been better received. I think we are all at this point uh, have live action remake fatigue. Yeah. Which is why it's so nice to see something like this, Lion King one and a half, that's like it's familiar enough, but it's still really you can see their emotions. I mean we had we had yeah, we had three of those live action remakes like back to back to back with Dumbo Uh, Aladdin and then Lion King. I never so. saw Dumbo. I didn't Ugh. see Dumbo either. It wasn't good. It wasn't good. I don't like circuses. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like the original Dumbo that much. To... The original Dumbo was sad. It just made me it, sad. Right. I don't want to be sad when I watch a. Okay, Disney there's not a Dumbo sequel. I just had to make sure. <laughs> well, the, the, uh, the live action pretty much is. No. Oh, really? Yep. It because it it takes place after, well, I mean they they do some of the first part. I mean you got to remember Dumbo, the actual movie is actually a very very short, yeah, uh, animated yeah. film. It, it, it's pretty. I think it's under an hour, and oh so um, they they touch on a lot of the key elements, you know, Baby Mine and um, all of that. But then they launch into Dumbo's fame. Interesting. Yeah. Huh. Go check it out. Go watch it. I would rather, instead of live action remakes, they just take other classic Disney movies and have like Timon and Pumbaa watch them and pause them (laughs) occasionally with their, or just do full commentary throughout the whole movie. Like correct, really like mystery science thousand, like it up in here. I'd be, uh, I'd be down with a, uh, I'd be down for a live action great mouse detective. That would be, that'd be kind of fun. I love that movie. But then, yeah, it'd be CGI, and I'm not... I'm not a fan, personally. Candace can tell you that. If yeah. anything is CGI... Well, did I, you see the... Will, uh, sorry, go ahead. Oh, I'll, I'll just say it again. Brie, I'll say this for the thousandth time. <laughs> you just don't like bad CGI. No one likes bad CGI. 
But I didn't like Lion King, and technically that was good CGI. But did you see the new um, Lady and the Tramp? It's mostly real dogs. They only like animate their faces a little bit when they're talking. But most of it's real. It was cute. Oh, it's really sweet. I, I haven't it seen it dog. yet because I was scared. I didn't. Oh, did I didn't I... finish it, but I liked. Um, no, it's really I liked good. It. Yeah. Do you guys notice the Lady and Tramp moment between Timon and Pumbaa? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Worm. There's a <laughs> lot of other Disney callbacks <laughs> to this one. It's so funny. Oh, it's there's nice to spot all like the references, you know? Yeah. yeah. Oh, there's one quote I really liked when like Timon's mom meets Rafiki and he's explaining to her like, oh, what's yeah. going on. And he's like, Timon's out there chasing metaphors. <laughs> oh, I know. That was so funny. She's like, I need to go after he takes everything literally. And I was like, It's a very good impression. going to be the title of my Thank you. autobiography. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I love how I think we we've established Tamoon as officially Jewish. Oh yes, yeah. yes, yeah. At the very beginning, I was watching it and I texted Matt and I go, I think they imply that meerkats are Jewish. I mean, his <laughs> mom. Very stiller there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, well, and his, his mom calls, calls him a Meshugana. Yeah, yeah, which is Yiddish. Yeah. <laughs> it makes the sunrise sunset make so much more sense. Oh, oh yes, my gosh. it's layered. Oh, it's all layered. It's all- all ties together. It's all the circle of life, guys. This is the most meta Disney movie of all time. Well, that's exactly what um, Rosencrantz and Guildenstern were, though. Yeah. It's all very existential and all that sort of stuff. So this, it it, it, it ties together. They they knew what they were doing with it. Oh, smart And it's just, you people. can feel the love the people who make this have for the original mm-hmm. Lion King. It's fun. And it's just, it's, yeah, it's just fun. So, would you guys suggest this movie for even grown-up fans of Lion King? Yes. Yes. Yeah. If you, you guys have a virtual movie night, I probably will join yeah, to come. watch this. Yes. Matt and Susie, can you tell us about your podcast? Uh, yeah, sure. Uh, we are the Imagineers Disney Podcast. I just uh, let Susie talk most of the time because people listen to her and not me, so... Uh, okay first of all that is not true yeah that's a travel agent and he knows everything (laughs) i'm a wealth of disney knowledge my head is just a he's the knowledge i'm the opinion (laughs) um i don't appreciate toy story 4 being so low on the ranking oh it made me feel things see this is why this is why we're friends friends, (laughs) um yeah so i mean we talk about everything we talk about pixar we talk about the parks. Uh, it's great being able to talk about that again now that they're starting to come back open. Um, we talk about Disney history. So, yeah, it just kind of depends on the week, and uh, we kind of like to vary it up a little bit. But, yeah, we, we focus on the Disney side of things. Well, if you guys ever want to talk about all the Disney sequels and direct-to-home video, we're watching all of them. Yes. yes. <laughs> I saw that list, and some of them I was like, Godspeed, guys. Have yep. fun talking about that one. That's very brave of you. Yep. Candace, Candace wants to torture me constantly, so this is this is my punishment. No, it's a... <laughs> nothing uh, else to do, Brie. No, this is true. <laughs> it's a, you know, it, it, it's a fun topic. Um, good on you for tackling. I mean, because it, it's not easy. Like, some of these are not going to be easy, so... This is going to take a year to do. Yeah. yeah. So, wow. It's, be it's a labor yeah. of love. It is. <laughs> I don't know if love's the right word, but we'll, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. Brie, can you help me find us? 
Yeah, of course. Uh, head on over to thegeekywaffle.com. That's where we post all of our blogs and podcasts. And then also uh, check us out on Facebook. We have a really fun community group called The Geeky Waffles. Uh, so join there. It's a really safe space to nerd out and have fun. Thank you, Matt. Thank you, Susie, so much for being here. Yeah, thank you so much. It was so much fun. Thank you for inviting us. Oh, this this was a lot yeah. of fun. Well, thank you all for listening. We hope you have a happily ever after until the sequel. <laughs>